Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Before we get into the podcast, I just want to talk to you about our new sponsor that's come on board, Books and Gifts Direct. Books and Gifts Direct is Australia's largest direct seller of books and gifts. They sell their products from lunchrooms and reception desks and are in more than 25,000 workplaces across Australia. These workplaces include schools, childcare centres, businesses, hospitals, community centres and other corporate entities. Their books and gifts sell up to 70% off recommended retail price. And as the leading direct seller of books and gifts across Australia, they have a strong buying power and without the overheads of a shopfront, they can afford to pass on significant savings. So if you want to take a look more at this, the website's going to be below in the comments section or you can go www.booksgiftsdirect.com. Thanks for listening and let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. On today's episode, Salt's going to be doing his top eight predictions of the Eastern Conference, and then he'll include the play-in tournament, who he thinks is going to be in the play-in tournament, but most preferably the top eight tournament. So without further ado, let's get into this. Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode, guys. I hope you've been liking the content so far. I've been having some pretty positive reviews on the last podcast I've done. Shout out to Stu Tom, Kieran Fitzgerald, Owen Fitzgerald, Mossy, Chris. Thanks for commenting, sharing, subscribing, Marcus Racine also. It really means a lot to the brand and myself, so I'm really appreciative of you guys doing that. But without further ado, top eight prediction at the East. And before I say anything and get into it further, it's actually a lot more difficult than what I thought it would be. I thought it would be, you know, clear-cut eight teams and then you'd have, you know, maybe those two playing teams. But it's actually pretty interesting. Like I, I think it's like 11, 10 to 11 legit teams that could dead, dead set possibly make the eight. So what I'll do, I'll do one, two, eight because I think that the, the seven, eight, nine, ten seed is actually a bit more intriguing and interesting than the actual one, two, three, four seed. Because we kind of know who's going to be good already in the in the East. So in no particular order, I'll just go straight off the bat. First team, the reigning defending champions, the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, not, not a lot needs to be said on the Bucks here. You know, they're definitely going to be in the playoffs. I think that Giannis is going to have another career year. You know, he could possibly be contending for that MVP again. You know, a lot of people don't even realize this, but he's kind of just starting to enter his prime now. Like you see the best production of players when they're about 27, 28, 29, and he's only 26. So it's going to be really interesting to see how he goes and to see what he's going to be able to produce in the long haul, because I I think it's going to be pretty dangerous, you know, but obviously we know that the Milwaukee Bucks will definitely be in the playoffs. Uh, My second team in no particular order, also Brooklyn Nets, you know, we always know that they're going to be in there. Possibly could have been the champions this year if just Stu, Stu, Tom, Stu Tom, one of our listeners, he, he put a good point out. If KD's, if KD's shoe was behind that line, you know, that three-point line, sorry, he, we could possibly be talking about them being the champions, you know. So that's actually a really, you know, it's actually a smart take because he kind of took that Nets team by himself because, as we know, James Harden was injured. He was playing, but he was a shell of himself. And then Kyrie Irving did his ankle, so he was out too. There was no specific 
you know, injury there. I think it just must have been a really bad sprain. So he was out for the for the remainder of that series. But yeah, Brooklyn's a no brainer. You know, we 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 obviously know how good they're gonna be, the offensive potential that they're, they're gonna be, you know, later on in the year, probably a bit closer to the start of the season, I'll do my power rankings, you know, and then as we all know, they'll be at least in the top five if for me, if nothing changes roster wise. But you never know. They could pull off another another trade. You never know. The NBA is a crazy crazy day. You know, my 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 third team that I definitely think will be in the playoffs, and that is the Miami Heat. Um, I think they're the biggest winners of this NBA offseason too. I love I love the the move of getting Kyle Lowry in. He's a bit older. He's a bit on the older side, but as we know, we've seen Chris Paul, we've seen Mike Conley, older point guards still producing this league and be you know maybe a second third option on a legit contending team. So I think it it, it puts the Heat in that in that tier of Bucks Nets Heat. And that could be a hot take, but I really think that the Nets... I mean, sorry, not the Nets. I really think the Heat are a really interesting team. And I think they're only going to get better, especially with Kyle Larry being a person that will fit into their culture. You know, that's what they're massive about in the NBA. And I mean, in, the, in Miami, they're massive about their culture. I think he's going to buy you in. And him and Jimmy are really good friends. They're close. So don't even... Don't think that that's not a big thing because it's really a big thing because Jimmy, as we know, he... I, I, I really like Jimmy a lot. I think he's a a very un misguided, sorry, misguided player and a misguided person. You know, he just wants to win and be competitive at all times. And I think Miami is the, you know, the perfect spot for him, if not Miami and San Antonio. But, you know, like, you know, I really do think the Heat are going to be really good. I would say that they'd be really close to being, you know, maybe, you know, they've up, they upset the Bucks last year in the bubble. We all know the bubble was a bit different, but I wouldn't be shocked if they could, you know, upset one of those teams. Like if someone said to me, you know, Miami's going to upset the Bucks or the, or, the, or the Nets, I wouldn't be shocked right now because obviously they're the best two teams right now. But, you know, we're talking about the Heat and, yeah, they're obviously going to be in the playoff series. You know, I, I reckon they'll be at least a top four seed. Uh, my fourth team that I think will be in the playoffs, Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, for me, are a really interesting team because they're still super young. Like, a lot of people don't realise, I don't even know who their oldest player on their team would be. I think it might be Danilo Gallinari or Solomon Hill. And, you know, if they're 30-31, then you look at their team, you look at how young they are, the experience they gained last this past postseason is going to be invaluable for them because that was Trey Young's first ever playoff series and he got them to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, so, like, there's no chance that they're not going to make it. I think that they have the right coach and Nate McMillan there. I think he suits the... The personnel there, you know, he, he he got them to buy into playing defense, and their offense is always going to be good, especially when you have Trey Young there leading leading them in assists, scoring. You know, he's really good at just being a basketball player. Like in, and it's like, and what I mean by that is he can just he can just play, and people can play with him. You know, kind of like CP3. I wouldn't say he's on that level, CP3, but he makes people on his team better than him. And Bill Simmons always said. You know, I didn't know if he could be a leader or a winning team. I didn't know if they state the, the stats he's putting up were just empty stats. But like, and and I, I love Bill Simmons a lot. I listen to him a lot, and he said that no, he he was he was wrong. Trey Young's the real deal, and I, I think Trey Young could be, you know, really looking to get maybe maybe not an MVP year, but like if Atlanta do really well this year and they you know rack up a lot of wins, I could see them maybe being a top four seed too. But as we know, like. It's 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 hard to choose right now because maybe teams might figure out Atlanta and what they do, but I still think that Atlanta are going to be really solid, really really intrigued by them, and I do hope 
that Cam Reddish can maybe take a step up. You know, if he can take a step up, it not just improves Atlanta, but it also improves, you know, the, the draft stock. I mean, the trade value of him or DeAndre Hunter, you can pick and then you can trade one of them for maybe another asset, you know, maybe a backup center per se, or maybe something that, that's more of in a win-now mode. Or you can just keep keep the assets going and then at the end of the day, you choose, maybe you can do restricted free agency, sign and trade one of them because I don't think they'll be able to keep all of these players because you know, as we saw, they had to pay John Collins a max deal. So it's gonna be that's gonna be interesting for me. Like that's that's more interesting for me for to where I would be more inclined to say who will they keep? Will they keep Cam Reddish, who had a decent postseason, or will they keep DeAndre Hunter, Hunter, a bit more of a consistent player that fits better with them? So that that for me is a bit more interesting of whether they'll make the playoffs. But we'll move on. Uh, one of the teams I do believe that will make the playoffs, and it has been a long time since they've been in the playoffs, and that is the Chicago Bulls. Now, I'm not a super-duper, like, super high on, like, them being a playoff contender, you know, because I, I, I believe that, you know, Zach Levine's a great player. Lonzo Ball, I, I, I still believe that he can be a really good player. You know, he might not be an all-star caliber player, and that's okay because... There's only 24 people in the league each year that are all stars, you know. So it's 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 hard to be an all star, you know. the 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 hype he had coming in, it it might have hindered him a bit, you know. But I still think he's a good player. My biggest question is Demar Derozan, and I'm not saying that he's a bad player, you know. I don't think he's over the hill at all. But I'm just I'm I'm, I'm curious to see what he's going to be like on this team because he's kind of been the first option in his whole career, really. You know, in, in San Antonio, they played a bit more team-style basketball, but he was kind of their first option. You know, him or LaMarcus Aldridge back back last year when they were playing together. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see what what they do there. You know, is is Zach Levine going to still be the first option or is DeMar DeRozan going to be the second option? You know, that's, that's for me, is an interesting take. you got Vucevic there, who's people still for some reason, underrate him. He's a top five center in this league. You know, he can score the ball at a high clip. I definitely think they will be a playoff team and they'll be a playoff and they'll be but that, but a playoff team, but they can be anywhere from fifth to tenth, you know, or fifth to eighth. You know, I, I think they'll be in the eight, but I think anywhere from like fifth or fourth to eighth because they're just, they're still lacking a bit of depth. I would like to see them, you know, go out and get some players that, can help them. Maybe look at a Paul Millsap, you know, if you have enough cap space or he's going to take a vet minimum or or a mid-level exception. He might be a decent piece for them, but, you know, I'm not too sure right now because it, you got to put a lot of pressure on Pat Williams being a four, and I think Pat Williams is very much like Kawhi, like he's a wing two-way player, and I think he's a real he's a real asset and a commodity, and he, he could, I reckon he can turn out being a really good player in this league. So it's interesting to see what they're doing. But if you're a Chicago fan, like my mate Mossy is, you're happy that there that there's a bit of hope and there's you know at least expectations on them making the playoffs. And it's always better when Chicago is doing well in the league. It's it's always better. So we're going to move on now, and this is where it gets a bit tricky for me because we've already got the Bucks Nets Bucks Nets Heat. We've got Atlanta and we've got Chicago in there. I still think if Philadelphia still have this team that they do now, they're still going to be in it. You know, so if they don't trade Ben Simmons, they'll still be in the playoff contending team. You know, last year they were the first seed. You know, like like don't don't forget that they were a really good team. You know, if Joel Embiid doesn't get injured, maybe they maybe Joel Embiid's an MVP. If they get past the second rounds, you know, maybe match up really well against the against the Bucks. 
you know, the Spencer Simmons do a good job on, you would say, Giannis, you know, but like we, we do say a lot of what ifs. And for me, the biggest what if with Philadelphia right now is, is Ben Simmons going to get traded? Now, there is rumors that Damian Lillard, they're looking to target him and acquire him. And knowing Daryl Morey, I would say he would he would throw any asset they have to get him, but Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris. So for me, like if 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 you're Portland, try to squeeze everything you can out of Philadelphia. So for me, you know, I would take Ben Simmons and I would try to mold him. You know, I think he would he would fit with Chauncey Billups because Chauncey's a clutch guy too. And, in, and that's such an invaluable thing. Like, Ben Simmons likes being with clutch people. Now, we've seen Ben Simmons come out and say he only wants to play for either the Lakers, Clippers, or Warriors. I don't think he can play. For, he, there's no chance he can play for the Lakers because they can't fit him in the cap unless something happens with them and they flip bro, and they flip Westbrook for him. But I still don't think that would be an option. The Clippers have just recently today acquired Eric Bledsoe for Pat Beverly and Rajon Rondo. And that's a good trade, I think, for the Grizzlies, you know, it doesn't matter because I think the most consistent pieces, you've got a backup point guard in Pat Beverly. You don't know what they're going to do with Rajon Rondo. I think he could get bought out or he could get traded again. But at least you've got Pat Beverly who can be a you know a real defensive lockdown. You can play both of them at the same time, you know, and then Pat can go guard the, the best player possible. And I think he really suits the Grizzlies, the grit and grind. Like, he'll be a really valuable piece for them. You know, so that trade happened there. But Ben Simmons, going back to him, if you're if you're Portland, I, w- I would take a punt on him. You know, you don't really have any other option to get stars. Like no one's coming to play for Portland, and that's evident. We've seen it. Carmelo's been like the only player that's like come to play for Portland. They've usually acquired all their players through trade and draft, and I, I do appreciate teams like that that do that. But like they're not going to go out and get a talent. So if you can get an All Star caliber talent back for Dame Lillard, if you do end up trading him, get him. I would try to get you. You're looking to get. Matisse Tybal, you're looking to get Tyrese Maxey and probably a pick. And that's a lot for Damian Lillard. But I think that would be, you know, Philadelphia, if they say, you know, we'll give you this and, and Portland agree, you pull the trigger on that trade 10 times out of 10. Because the fit there would be Dame Lillard and Joel Embiid. Now we're looking at Philadelphia being not only a top four seed, but I personally think Dame and Joel Embiid, that would be a really good fit. And that could even contend against the Nets and the Bucks. And that's, and, and that's, only based on the fact that fact if they still have good people that good players that they can get through trade and stuff because if they give up Matisse they give up Tyrese they give up Ben Simmons and you know that's three players that are in their rotation at all times and and for me like if I'm Philadelphia this year I'd probably start Matisse Tybal you know I do Ben Simmons Matisse as it stands so far Ben Simmons Matisse Tobias you've got Joel Embiid and then you've got possibly their four-man was to buy, so you could even start Danny Green there. So for me, that would be my five for them. You know, at the moment, you know, I, I don't believe I'm forgetting anybody off Philadelphia at the moment. I'm just going to double-check right now. But yeah, that would be my starting five. Looking at Matisse playing in the playoffs, oh, not in the playoffs, playing in the Olympics, I thought that he was Australia's most underutilized piece. And it's obvious because, you know, Australia had really good chemistry with their players, but he was really, really good for them. And I really, I really liked watching him play. He plays the right way. He doesn't need the ball in his hands at any time. So for me, yeah, I really like Matisse Tybal. And I think, you know, you kind of got to do something a bit different there, you know, because, like, they're kind of stuck in a rut. They also do have Seth Curry, so they, who they might start. But even if you start Matisse and then you bring you bring Danny Green off the bench and start Seth Curry because it's, Seth Curry does fit really well with Ben Simmons and he's a great shooter. 
or even if you bring Steph Curry off the bench and just look, look, go out and try to be a six-man candidate of the year, even that could be a possibility. But yeah, I still think Philadelphia will definitely be in this playoff scene, playoff series. But if the rumblings do get a bit bigger, in the sense where Portland, Ben Simmons for Dame, I would throw anything that I can, I can at Dame to get. If I would throw anything I can at Dame to get rid of Ben Simmons, because we just know that it, he just doesn't fit with Joel Embiid. But if their team's still like it is, they're definitely going to make the playoffs. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. So for me, I have the Hornets, the Celtics. I have the Washington Wizards, and I have the Knicks. All vying for one, two, three, four, five, six, for two spots. Now, I'm actually really high on Charlotte. I really think that they're going to be a competitive team. And before LaMelo, in, LaMelo injured his wrist last year, they were the fourth seed in the East. And I think people are forgetting that. Like, they made the playing tournament. If LaMelo didn't get injured, they might well, they might as well have been maybe a fourth, fifth seed. You know, so for me, I really do believe that they can make that jump. If I was to say two teams right now that I would, you know, be confident in putting in those last two spots, I'd be confident in putting the Boston Celtics in there. You know, I, I do think that that duo of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum is just better than any other duo any other team has on here. And I think they got a bit more talent than most teams. I think one player for them that's going to take a really big step up or at least he should be taking a big step up is Robert Williams. That guy's a really good player. He's kind of like Tyson Chandler a bit for me. He's a good rebounder. He's a great defender. He shoots the ball a really high clip. So for me, I'd be looking at him getting a lot of minutes now, especially when you look at it. They don't really have any clear-cut center. You know, they traded away Tristan Thompson to the Sacramento Kings, you know, and he's, you know, whatever. And that's like the one team you would never want to get traded to is Sacramento. Like, they are, that's at the, they are like, I don't even know what they're like. They're just... They're just, a, yeah, they're, they're outstandingly average. But, yeah, the the Celtics would be one for me. I just, I want to say the Knicks in that that last eight seed. You know, I, I really do. But Indiana are a tough team. You know, they're a really good team. And let's not forget that they have, you know, maybe a top 10, top five coach in this league in Rick Carlisle. You know, I think that's a really big addition for them. You know, that was their biggest addition before they went out and signed anyone. You know, you look at it, you know, I would say the best coach in the East is Eric Spolstra, and then it could dead, it could very well possibly possibly be Rick Carlisle because we saw last year he nearly got the, the Mavericks over the, over the Clippers with just Luka Doncic really being their star player. So, yeah, I do think that Rick Carlisle is their big addition. But then you look at it, you have Washington, and Washington can kind of be what Indiana were three years ago when they traded for DeMontis Sabonis and who else did they trade? And Victor Oladipo. You know, I think they can be that team where they have, they didn't really have a, a clear-cut star at that, time, at that time, but they all built a really good culture. They bought in, they played really hard, really fast. And it doesn't shock me that Nate McMillan was their coach because you just see what he's done with Atlanta now. He's done a really good job of them now. And one of the big thing, Nate, oh, it's a side topic here, but one of the big thing Nate preaches in his team is belief. You know, you got to have that belief, not just within yourself, but within your group. And I, that's something that I love using when I coach. Like, you got to believe, boys, because if we believe, that's one hurdle that we can control already. You know, because a lot, a lot of the things that we do, 
in sport, it's it's self belief and it's manifesting that. If you manifest something and you think it's going to happen, it can happen, and you got to believe it and you got a self belief. You know, it's kind of a confidence thing. Don't want to be cocky, but you want to be confident and you want to be confident in yourself because you put all that work in. But that's that's just like that's a side topic. But I really wanted to say that about Nate McMillan. That's why I really think he's a good coach. But yeah, no, I I think Washington has those vibes of what Indiana did a couple of years ago. But if I had to put the eighth team in there, I would. It's between Indy, the Knicks, and the Hornets. I want to say the Hornets. Like I want to say the Hornets. I also want to say the Knicks because I like I love seeing the Knicks be good again. But I would I would I would do as the eighth team. Right now, I would say the New York Knicks, just based on the fact that they've got a bit of chemistry together. I think if Kemba Walker is healthy, that was that's a really big thing for me. Like if he's healthy, I think they'll be really good. And Evan Fournier is a really good pickup. He's a bit 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 expensive, but like I I really rate him as a pickup. Like as we saw last year, the Knicks had a great defense, a great defensive system. You know, they had a great culture, but they didn't really have anyone. You know, apart from Julius Randle, and Julius Randle kind of got, you know figured out against Atlanta. Atlanta did a really good job in shutting him down. They didn't really have a person that can just go out and get you a bucket. Like, Derek Rose could at times, but he wasn't like a clear, like, premier player to go get a bucket. And I think Kemba Walker can do that. You know, you can give him the ball sometimes and just say, all right, give it isolation or give it a middle pick and roll and just create out of that. He can definitely do that. So I would I would kind of tend to lean more on the Knicks being that eight seed. And if, if, if any team I would say would be in it, it's hard because Atlanta, no, no, Atlanta, Indiana, and Charlotte can can really honestly be there, you know. And it's it's really interesting to see what what it can be, you know. I'm 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 really interested to see in this eight this this East this East pool because the way I look at it, I think it's just as just as stacked as the West. Like we've literally got ten teams in the East that I think can. 11 teams that I would say they have a realistic shot at making the playoffs. And then I would say in the West, I would say there's probably 11 to 12 teams that would have a shot at making the playoffs. And I'm going to do another podcast that's going to come out in a couple of days on my West predictions. But the only teams I'll, I'll, the only teams from the West that will not make the playoffs this year will be the Thunder. They definitely won't make it. You know, I don't think that the the Pelicans would make it even with their Alvarez con- constructed now. But they would be, you know, close to that sniff of the 10th seed. Definitely not the Houston Rockets this year. But they'll be an exciting team. And at least they've got, you know, some sort of potential and some sort of vision. But for me, guys, that's that's the eight teams I would pick. And then it's only by a head and Knicks right now. I wouldn't be shocked. My ninth team would be Indiana and then 10th Hornets. But... That's just um. That's just based on the fact that I do really think that Rick Carlisle is a really good coach and he can get the most out of his players, and we've seen that you know time and time again. So for me, guys, that's the that's the East top eight right now. I have right now. If you guys think any different, please let me know in the comment section below on Instagram or on anywhere you're listening to this podcast service. I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for listening. Take care. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe all of the content. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Lanes Podcast. Link will be below in the description. But most importantly, guys, have a great day. Thanks for listening.